Welcome to The Hive from Tejitosa Sustainable Travel, a podcast for meaningful travel stories. We invite guests who have traveled abroad for more than just leisure travel, be it internships, volunteering, or study abroad, either as solo travelers or as part of a group. We also talk to local communities who receive and host these travelers and measure their impact. This is a podcast chronicling sustainable travel. My name is Wesley Maraire, Business Development Executive at Territorial Sustainable Travel and your host of The Hive. Today I am joined by Ralph from SAP. Him and his colleagues came as a group to volunteer and help entrepreneur enterprises in Zimbabwe as part of a year sabbatical that their company provides. Ralph, thank you very much for making time to speak to me. My pleasure. To kick this off, I think maybe we can start with a background on SAP and the role that you play at SAP. Yeah, so SAP is a big is a software company founded in 1972, uh, which is uh, selling products in for business uh, software and, and for business applications uh, worldwide. So we're a company with more than 100,000 people in the meantime. So I'm part of a bigger company. And um, my I had the opportunity to take part in, in this uh, social sabbatical, which is offered by my company for um, colleagues who, well, who showed uh, an interest in, yeah, in in progressing their career, in uh, showing a very good results in their daily work. So we were a bunch of people applying for the social sabbatical in Zimbabwe in a social sabbatical at all, and. Uh, I was um, I was chosen for this program, thankfully, and I was sent to Zimbabwe. So from from then on, um, Ralph, you arrive in Zimbabwe and you are di- you divided um, your eleven colleagues into groups, and then mm-hmm. um, began working with various organizations in inside inside Zimbabwe. And perhaps, you know, we can focus on what you worked on, which is Impact Hub um, Mm -hmm. Harare. Uh, And even more so, the project you worked on was the micro workspace um, program. Yes. I don't know Mm -hmm. if we can maybe dig deep into how that program, why you guys chose that program and the the beginnings of the program and, and, and working on the program um, between you and and your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the program itself. Uh, so as you said, with 11 other colleagues, so we were 12 people coming from SAP from all over the world to Zimbabwe. So we did not know each other before from the company. So there were people from Brazil, from the US, from the Netherlands, Germany, from Italy, uh, from, not that I forget, India, uh, Canada, the Czech Republic, most probably I forgot one, sorry for that. (laughs) So we were people from different organizations within SAP and from different backgrounds. Um, 
younger people, older people mixed. Uh, so um, one very important thing for our company is that we have a very diverse team sent to uh, to the different countries. So we were also very diverse uh, with respect to many aspects um, in Zimbabwe, the team in Zimbabwe. And we then were separated into four different projects. We were very uh, motivated and very eager to jump into into the work we should do. And um, it sounds maybe a little bit um, hard to get into this because we do not know each other before. So we met just a weekend before we started. We arrived on Saturday, uh, had some meetings internally within the team with the 12 people on Sunday to get to know to to know each other and on Monday we started in the project so it was really tough regarding that but um, with even with our different backgrounds um, it was everybody was very eager and we were finding together as a team very quickly and we were really finding also into our um, project very quickly because we were very motivated yeah. and, as I said, very diverse. <laughs> so, <laughs> and for yourself, Ralph, why why would you choose to apply for this sabbatical? And of course, this is, um, and I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong here. If it was an all expenses paid sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Um, but still, it is still taking away time from your family, time from your work um, mm -hmm. as you're going as you're going abroad. And of course, there is that hope that you will make an impact once you mm -hmm. arrive there. But for you personally, why did you apply for this one? Well, you you mentioned a few things already. <laughs> one thing is, I'm as you see, I'm not the youngest guy anymore. But so my my children are now old enough that I feel that I can uh, leave them and my wife for four weeks alone. So when they were when they were little, I did not dare to do that. So that's one thing. So this is a kind of um, uh, regaining freedom, personally. <laughs> so that's one part of it. Yeah. Um, one part of it is I'm, I consider myself as open-minded and I I had a chance to apply because I'm. Uh, I was chosen as one of these. Um, we, we call them here in in this group inside of the company as catalysts. So people which were thought to be uh, able to bring the company itself forward to yeah to um, take over other responsibilities, new responsibilities. And I was chosen by my manager to be in this catalyst group. And only as a catalyst, you can apply for this program. So not each uh, in, in, at least at SAP, not every employee can apply for the program, only catalysts. And so I also had a feeling it is only a one-time chance. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm open-minded. I wanted to to I had the freedom and I wanted to do something which is just beyond my daily work and to have hopefully also an impact on in other places of the world and that was yeah that's that was my motivation right excellent and 
Yeah, unfortunately, when I when I talked about this idea at home, uh, all the fam the complete family supported me. Oh, nice! <laughs> that was great. Yeah, <laughs> and my manager supported me um, because that's also important. I'm I'm away for f four weeks, mm -hmm. completely away, and uh, this is not a vacation. It's w hard work, but on the other hand, I also need. Uh, my manager to support us and also my team because they need to do the work in, the, in my absence. Correct. Uh, Correct. Which is still there. And I fortunately had also the support of them. So mm -hmm. That was also great. And uh, yeah, then I started. As I said, we started on Monday, just mm -hmm. knowing uh, us um, for a few hours. <laughs> and we were sent to the Impact Hub. Uh, as I said, it's in Harare, in the center of Harare. All the four projects are based in Harare. And the Impact Hub is a, um, yeah, an organization which is, on the one hand, is offering yeah, working places for entrepreneurs which like to, to start things in, in uh, Zimbabwe to have some some place to meet, some place with a reliable infrastructure, with internet, with um, with a, with a, a, an, an office where they can stay. Um, so this is one part of it, and the other part of uh, of Impact Hub is that they also want to support the people, not only giving them a, a, a place where they can work um, and meet with each other. Um, like in like an uh, open office space, but also to support people, to bring people in contact, to educate people, and this is especially the micro workspace program where we were uh, put into, because this micro workspace program it uh, is a an educational program for young adults uh, to. Yeah, to teach young adults um, programming skills, um, te technical skills, so that they can uh, hopefully uh, that they have the skills after this program to find work, especially yeah, uh, technical work, um, wh which where they can still work from Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe. They don't have to leave the country. They the idea is that they use uh, that they make use of the technical possibilities to work remotely from from Zimbabwe or for projects for for businesses in Zimbabwe, and that was yeah that was the micro or is the micro workspace program. Right. Uh, and so, Ralph, let me take you back a little bit and just mm -hmm. find out from you what um, pre-travel rituals do you have? How did you prepare for this trip to come to Zimbabwe? Bearing in mind you are spending weeks yeah we had to we had several preparational meetings it was um first of all it was uh, um, general information about uh, uh, the csr offerings from our company that means corporate social responsibility <coughs> offerings we have and which is um which is seen as very important inside of my company. So the, the organization which is caring for CSR topics, it's quite big and doing stuff all over the world, locally, from locally, local uh, initiatives up to as this, um, um, this program globally. And uh, 
So it was part of it was an introduction to all the CSR offerings we have, the goals we have. And then it was getting known to each other, at least virtually. So we had some virtual meetings within our teams with assignments where we should prepare things. Um, we had um, a cultural introduction to our host country to Zimbabwe. So we had also some information on the country before we go there. We had medical and security advice before uh, what vaccinations might be necessary, what uh, if we need malaria prophylax, prophylax or not, and uh, such things. And uh, yeah, we had uh, teamwork to do together for the preparation so that we just know each other at least a little bit before we meet in person. Right, so, right. Yeah. And, and what is the one thing that you never leave behind when you travel? <laughs> uh, let me think. It's the one thing I never leave behind. Well, I'm. Uh, you don't see that now because I'm inside. But if I'm outside, I always wear hats. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from uh, well, obvious reasons, I need mm -hmm. to protect my head from sun, from cold, from whatever, and so I always have at minimum one hat with me. Right. And so I don't leave my house without. <laughs> without one, hey. I probably so I had I had three with me, not only one. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should start doing that, seeing as uh, we we share the same hairstyle there. Yes, <laughs> I, I can definitely recommend. Right, winter, summer, it doesn't matter. It doesn't There's matter. always a reason to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And so you arrive in Zimbabwe, Ralph. What are the first thoughts? once you arrive in Zimbabwe? Well, um, do you remember? <laughs> yes, I thought uh, when, when I came out of the, the, um, the airplane, I thought, oh, it's not as hot as I thought. <laughs> okay, that's a good thing. <laughs> but, uh, well, if you, if you compare the summer in Germany, where I come from, and uh, the climate in Harare, it's it's definitely hotter here than in Harare. Oh, really? Oh, yes. That's not something you hear every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm living here in the warm, yeah, the warmest parts of uh, of Germany, and so it's uh, uh, it's regularly we have above thirty degrees centigrade. Oh, which is I don't know what in Fahrenheit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I did not and, know. And that. this is very unusual for Harare, as I learned, and I never experienced that. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. No, very, <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And uh, so, yeah, you're saying? Go, go ahead. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, that uh, it took us quite, um, it was in uh, during night, and uh, we were picked up. Uh, uh, at, a, at the airport and then brought to the to the hotel. Um, as we were arriving from all over the world, we arrived one after the other, and uh, it was uh, it was already dark when I arrived, and I was 
astonished how long the drive took <laughs> from the airport to the hotel. I thought, wow, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I saw or I thought of. Oh, anything else? Very warm welcome at the hotel. Yeah. Okay. And with this, yeah. With that in mind, are there certain things that you wish you knew before you arrived that you then found out once you were in Zimbabwe? Good question. Just thinking, but I think, uh, is there anything I would like to have known before? No, I was... Uh, on the one hand, we were pre prepared quite well, and on the, on the other hand, I'm, well, I'm, 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 I easily adapt to different conditions. So I, mm -hmm. I never had a feeling. Oh, I wish I would have known that before. So I don't know if I have any tip. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, no. It's... Right. And. We can, we can move right along to the micro workspace uh, program. And just the way you and your colleagues conceptualized how you were going to work uh, with the Impact Hub team, um, what sort of work did you guys put into, um, mm -hmm. into it? And how did that, how did that go? Uh, with, with that in mind, saying, the, yeah, essentially, how you conceptualized working on the on the on the, on the program. Mm -hmm. Maybe I start a little bit earlier. Coming back to your question, don't worry. Um, <laughs> as I said, we we twelve people from SAP. We had very diverse backgrounds, which also is meant with uh, backgrounds we have uh, from the um, from the knowledge in the areas we're coming from. Uh, we are a software company, so we are doing programming, but we are doing, we're doing a lot of other things also. And if I look at the 12 people, only I think three or four of us were really programmers, developers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am a developer at SAP. I'm doing here, um, I'm a development architect and I'm doing, I'm in the support area, so I'm uh, I'm supporting in 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 software, I'm repairing bugs and such things, um, or redesigning things, uh, small developments. These are things I do. But um, it was clear from the beginning that uh, in the projects there's definitely no work for programming. So we do that, that's that's one of the criteria we have for the. Uh, for the projects that the projects that are selected for this program for this um, um, yeah for this program are not about developing things it's more like a, a business consulting which is uh, yeah you can you can put that as a as a as a headline headline over it, the business consulting in general and uh, so it was clear from the beginning that I will not be working in my home area. Let's put it that way. So I will not develop anything. 
And this is also true for all the others. Some might have a, a background which is better suited for the for the job and might have a background which is completely something something completely different. But we were put together as teams and I had a feeling that we were that we three were put together in a really uh, clever manner. That I've been a developer, then we had to, uh, um, Juliana, who is working in marketing, who is really a good marketing manager, and uh, Katarina, the third person in my team, she is sales. Um, she's doing sales more or less, and, um, and it was a, a perfect combination for our for our assignment, I would say, because the micro workspace, what they wanted to have is some kind of yeah, how to promote this program, how to make it known outside of the impact hub, to make it known to other people, to make it even known maybe internationally. And so they, what they wanted to, to, to uh, what the, the impact hub wanted us to do is some, yeah, to support them in, yeah, not in, in not exactly in developing the micro workspace program because they always had a, a, a running program. They had their first uh, year just finished, so the the first graduates of their program were um, they just finished with their with their education, and we it was just by chance, but we also were at the graduation party of them, which was a really great experience. Um, but they wanted to 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 find ways how to make it more known, and so what we did is we put, yeah, it was more like a like a marketing activities we did. We put together on the one hand uh, all the informations we could find and we could get from from all the people from Impact Hub, and put this together, try to do some, yeah, to to. Uh, to bring the information together in a way that it can be reused, that it can be reused for for a web page, that it can be reused for a flyer, that it can be, and that it is consistent with each other, that it contains all the in, all the necessary information, what it's about, um, to have it uh, in in a consistent way that uh, that the information is correct everywhere and is also in in balance everywhere and all the material they wanted to use and they need to use now and also to have some yeah a corporate design for it so that's where Juliana did some really great work because she's from marketing and so she knew what to do <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. and see so uh, we also created some kind of uh, um, yeah, corporate design with all the materials, with templates that they could use for the future with in relationship to the already existing uh, impact hub so that the impact hub is still visible uh, so, and so that everything fits together. And we also started to reach out uh, internationally and we tried to find contacts to make the program known so that uh, Best, uh, the best outcome would would have been uh, to really find partners who were willing to to offer internships for the micro workspace students. So we we started to reach out. We had some contacts during our time we were there. We had not uh, finally found uh, 
partners who were definitely saying, yes, we want to have internships with, with them. But uh, we started a few contacts and the Impact Hub, uh, they were following up on them afterwards. Brilliant, brilliant. And what is, what is even more impressive um, than you guys spending four weeks is that more than a year later, you've, you've kept in touch with uh, the people and, 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 and you know, keeping tabs on the, on the project. And that's where the sustainability element comes into, in, 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 into play there. Yes, what we still do, and this is, well, we have a personal relationship with the Impact Hub managers, and we are still meeting regularly, uh, virtually, sure. I would love to travel back to Harare, I have to admit, but it's, yes. <laughs> it's not easy, especially in the current situation. Exactly. <laughs> One exactly. day I will come back, I will promise. I promise. Yeah, and, and we'll, <laughs> we'll look forward to receiving you there. But, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we are still having regular talks with, uh, with the Impact Hub management, with the three ladies running this place. And they are running it brilliantly. They have, uh, they have great ideas. They're bringing this forward. And they also managed to, to keep the Impact Hub alive uh, now through, through the very demanding COVID situation. Yes. They had to close also for a longer time. And so it was also financially and, uh, really tough for them. And they managed to, to uh, keep, yeah, as I said, to keep the hub alive, which is really great news. Absolutely. Absolutely great news. Um, and for you and, 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 and perhaps you can speak on behalf of um, uh, Juliana and Katarina and, and say, what benefit do you think such a program that your company was, was able to afford you has on you as, as individual uh, top talent for SAP and maybe as well for SAP itself as a, as a company? Well, what I think for SAP as a company, it is, well, it, ha it has several, definitely more yeah several advantages one advantage is uh, yeah it's uh, it's a sure it is a pro also a promotional thing it's the company is showing that it takes responsibility but on the other hand it's not only promotion for the company it's also well i know the people organizing that they mean it really by heart they want to make the world run better which is also a slogan of our company. It's one of the subtitles we also use in, in all of our advertisements to make the, run, the world run better, which is meant in many ways. It's meant with our software, with our products. We want to make the business world run better, but we took over this idea also into the CSR part, the corporate social responsibility part. And so we, we as a company really mean it to, to do, yeah, a little bit to make the world better. And so these projects all over the world, they should, uh, or I think they're, they're, they, they, um, they are definitely, um, yeah, the, the, the role they play is definitely a very good one for the company also. And it's, um, it's also building relationships, building relationships into different countries. Um, 
we don't have that yet into Zimbabwe, but we, we know now Zimbabwe better than we did before. So there might be also business opportunities in the future which might come out of this. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a, a positive thing for the company. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it was a, a, a great experience. Um, as I said at the beginning, I was, um, I was involved in family life for, uh, for a longer time. And now I'm free to do a little bit other things. And I, uh, I took the chance and I, uh, it had different positive aspects. One is uh, that I met other people from my company from all over the world. So I have a, a better network now within my company, which is quite good because I now know from different areas people where I can, if I have a question to come go there. So this is one positive aspect. It, it was uh, very good for me personally to, um, to evolve personally with, uh, with many aspects to gain self-confidence that I can do things like, as I said, I'm a developer and I was, thrown into the water to do <laughs> something completely else and right. it worked out really good and so it's also very uh, wow it, it was tough because as, as i said it's nothing i really did before but it really worked out well and it was um it was a great experience working in the team so it was also a good experience to um, to see how teamwork is is working even in teams where you don't know the people very good yeah right so it was great teamwork it was um it was definitely also expanding my horizon in other ways it's like mm-hmm. um it sounds a bit stupid but it's also well if you if you think about diversity um the, the world is diverse, uh, like uh, people with different colors. And if you don't know anybody, well, you, um, it's uh, the, the best thing to make the world a better place is that people are getting known, known to each other, that you have relationships all over the world, that you know people. And it was especially in germany if i i I, i'm now looking at uh uh at uh, tv spots or at uh, what i read in the newspapers and i'm i'm more mm, conscious now about how things are written and for example i stopped talking generally about africa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm now talking about the countries in Africa. Right, right. You're talking about Africa. What, what exactly do you know, do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's. But if you look at a newspaper and a TV, it's very often generalized as in Africa. Exactly. Uh, that's that's so limiting everything. Yeah, it's. And it's, this it's is limiting, <laughs> and it's. Uh, so this is it was um this is definitely also a personal thing for me because mm-hmm. i this changed also my view on africa 
I have to admit. Mm -hmm. But it's if you don't know things, you you don't. If you don't know it better, you only know what you learn from TV, from newspapers, from the the world around you, and uh, it's very limited view. <laughs> That's Even, true. Yeah, we, and so this is definitely this definitely has uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's what I would say very positive effect on myself. And the last thing I wanted to say, which I, I personally gained, is new friends. Uh -huh. Also, all over the world, right. my team members, Katarina and Juliana, mm -hmm. but also the, the I consider now also the Impact Hub management and also the other members from the Impact Hub. They are um, they have a place in my heart now. <laughs> True, and true. this is definitely true. It, it's a uh, yeah. Yeah, we've I mean, worked so well we, together, we and night. I I consider them as friends, and this is great. <laughs> yeah, so that's the last thing I gained, and this is uh, yeah, it's really great. Absolutely, and I, what I was going to say was that you know I I like your experience on this program because it goes beyond just travel. And it mm -hmm. touches on other facets that of, of life in general as well that mm -hmm. one would not think about uh, if we yes. were to just talk about travel in the general sense as well. Mm -hmm. Which is which is quite fascinating to me that you know the fact that you boarded a plane from Germany and went to uh, Southern Africa and in Zimbabwe and all of these sort of things that transcend. Um, just the flight, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really amazing that something like that would, would come out of having spent four weeks in, in this one place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so th thinking about something like, like this, would you say you are for typical laser travel, which is uh, on average globally? Three three days and uh, three nights, four days, or would you be uh, more inclined to uh, traveling for longer? Um, it, of course, if 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 everything is aligned. Um, if you ask for my personal preference, I prefer traveling longer. I'm not a guy who is just. <laughs> well, we we also did some travel around Zimbabwe. Uh, to see also a bit uh, about the tourist, let's say touristic parts of the country, and if you if you then tr come to Victoria Falls, you feel like it's a different country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, and I I think this is also because many tourists just travel to Victoria Falls and then travel away again, so they only see Victoria Falls from Zimbabwe, which is very sad because uh, there are many places which are worth a visit in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. other and, than Victoria Falls. And, and I'll definitely bring you <laughs> back to, to, to Victoria Falls, um, but I, I, I wanted to also talk about how fascinating it was to receive a request for you to, to go to Tengenenge um the the cultural and arts village you know mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of locals that don't even know it exists so it was very yes, refreshing I... 
it was very refreshing. And Mavuradona, the area that it is, yeah. it is in, is one of my favorite places in Zimbabwe by far. Mm-hmm. And so it was very refreshing to get a request. And I promise you, I don't think I've, I think I've only ever taken you um, out to Tengenenge. The other visits would be only for my own personal travel. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so it was very refreshing uh, to get a request to go to a place that uh, you won't even find it on my website because nobody ever requests it. Uh, so yeah, well, it's... I was very refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tengenenge. It's well, it, if you if you think about what is what is called Shona stone art, this is mm-hmm. more known than Tengenenge. Although Tengenenge is the root of all this, I think. Exactly. And uh, so it's a, a village with, uh, yeah, with a lot of artists doing yeah stone art. But really, they 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 are really considering this as art. So, if you go there and look at the exhibits, you you see the, all the, the of all the, the the artists, you see the personal touch of each piece. It's not like the the things you you buy in a market in Harare for tourists, where you or where you see like small elephants which all look the same mm-hmm. it's it's completely different so it's really art and not how do you call it crafts and and, and commercial i don't know i don't know the well. english the english word i only now i only have the german word in mind so uh-huh. it's yeah it's but it's really art what they are doing there and i i heard of this village before I don't know where. I've, I heard about it here in, in Germany. I can't tell you when and where, but uh, mm-hmm. there was one weekend, the other 11 of my group, they wanted to visit Victoria Falls this weekend. I did not accompany them because uh, for me, it was, um, I convinced my wife that she will come after my four-week assignment and that I wanted to show her a little bit around. And so we decided, or I decided to, visit Victoria Falls afterwards with my wife. And so there was this one weekend where the other 11 were traveling to Victoria Falls. And I had a free weekend to spend anywhere I'd like, I wanted to. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's now when <laughs> Tengenenge comes in because of, mm, that sounds interesting. I want right. to visit this, uh, uh, this village. Yes. And then I also wanted to do some hiking in, the area you 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 said Mavuradona in these mm-hmm. mountains, which are north of Harare, it's yeah. north of Harare. Harare, um, you you look down into the valley of the Sambesi River. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, from not from Tengenenge, it's before the mountains. Yeah. But so Tengenenge is in in the, it's flat. Near, yeah, not really flat, but it's before the mountain Mavuradona Mountains. Then again, going up, and from the Mavuradona Mountains, you look into the Sambesi Valley, and on the other side of the valley, there's uh, uh, Mozambique. Yeah, yeah, it but, is. It is one of the most magnificent places um, that are very close to the city as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I call it the place that is hiding in plain sight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. So, uh, 
unfortunately, and I really mean that, but I, I, I've seen it, it's really worth a visit, Tengeneng, if you're interested in, in stone art. I also bought a few pieces. Unfortunately, not, not much because uh, I was thinking about my flight home. <laughs> and <laughs> as you know, the flight luggage is very limited. So uh -huh. I, I, w I would have found many more pieces I would like to have, but <laughs> I was limiting myself very much. <laughs> And in terms of um, the other the other travel, are there any other places or features, even in Harare, that perhaps surprised you, either in a positive or in a negative way, or you know those aha moments? Um, yeah, I, we had also the chance to visit Mbare, mm -hmm. and this was one thing. I was not expecting like it, like it was. It, it's called a high density area. Uh, if you if you which it might be more known to to people listening to this is if you, if you go to South Africa, it would be called township. So right. very very densely populated area. Um, it looks different than in South Africa because in South Africa you have. Well, the pictures I have, I never visited uh, uh, such a high density area or township in South Africa, but mm -hmm. the pictures you see, you see small huts, a lot of small huts in, in an area, very densely together. But mm -hmm. in Embarre, it's, um, I think this is um, more about the, the time when the, um, when we still had this East-West conflict. So Zimbabwe at that time was more, in, um, uh, it's called to, to the um, to the eastern part of the world, more related to the USSR. Right. Um, and so, with the style yeah. of the buildings, it is more like um, the blocks where build bigger blocks where people are living in. Mm -hmm. I also know these this style from Eastern Germany. So this is uh, ah. it's it it was not a a, um, a surprise seeing these buildings if you uh -huh. look at the history. Right, but they are they are very densely uh, populated. So you have I don't know about eight to ten people sometimes in one room living in one room. So they very it's very tough living conditions. And we visited Mbare with uh, uh, with the people from the Impact Hub. They have some uh, some contacts and they also try to improve situation for people in in Mbare. So they are also giving. For the, this school, for this initiative, I am Mbare, and uh, the school they have for the children, they are, they are supported by the Impact Hub. And so it was a natural thing that we also visited the school and visited Mbare, and we also started to, yeah, to, to try to support also this initiative, I am Mbare, and I am mm -hmm. this I am initiative. Correct. And uh, they are doing a great work, and we still, yeah, still try to support them as good as we can. Yeah. For example, yeah. now the the Impact Hub uh, they they started this Impact Queen initiative. Mm -hmm. The netball the Impact team. Queens, the net netball team. Mm -hmm. uh, they're playing together, trying to to support uh, women, especially women from from Embare to to strengthen them via this netball team, but also in, yeah. in for their for their lives and in, in general. So very good initiative. Very yeah, absolutely. great what they do. Absolutely. And so this yeah. was unexpected for me. Mm -hmm. 
And it was, um, yeah, you have really big differences, big uh, contrasts inside of Harare. The northern part of Harare, you see, well, how to, how to say it, old colonial buildings a lot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, yeah, you see also a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So you have rich people, but on the other hand, if you go more to the south, like Embare, there are other high density areas. I know uh, we only visited Embare, uh, but uh, you see how poor the people are there and how tough the situation is there for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, also a, a very high contrast. Sure. This is. Um, that was, uh, yeah, I would not say unexpected, but it was um, a little bit uh, a shock here. Yeah, of course. It's the gap between the rich and um, the poor is, is, quite, mm -hmm. um, is quite huge um, mm -hmm. in, in, in Harare. And I, think I always refer to Zimbabwe as well as a country of many contrasts because... Mm -hmm. You know, in, in one minute you're seeing, you know, the few high-rise buildings that are there. In the other, it's a big house with uh, lawn and sprinklers. And in the other, mm -hmm. it's uh, densely populated um, apartment buildings. And mm -hmm. the and then as well, in inside Mbare itself, what I also find interesting is that it's essentially a, a $2 million economy. Um, which, mm -hmm. which are the numbers that, you know, the economists flout around that on any given day, Mbare's commercial enterprises, uh, formal and informal, are generating um, millions of, of, of United States dollars. And so mm -hmm. it, it's also a huge contrast that uh, a high-density suburb that is classified as poor would generate such amounts of commercial um of, of such co commercial enterprises which mm -hmm. is another fascinating thing about how it is all set up yeah yeah and definitely to, to to take you back a little bit um on to while you were working i know you know transport was provided so that you're able to go from the hotel to uh impact hub where you were working mm -hmm. But I'd love to talk about the subject of safety, uh, whether, you know, mm -hmm. how, how, how you felt about, did you feel safe? Did you feel unsafe? Um, are the things that, you know, you came expecting and, you know, found that sort of thing? I felt absolutely safe. I have to tell that. Mm -hmm. uh, also, well, we were driven. We had a, a, a driver, which is uh, which brought us from the hotel to the impact hub. I already talked about the distances in the city in the beginning. <laughs> uh, the distances are really high, mm -hmm. and I had the feeling that there's not a very good public transport system. Mm -hmm. um, so you need uh, uh, a car. Uh, it's right. either you you use um, well. We had the transport which was organized from the hotel to the impact hub. But if you want to do anything else, you have to call a taxi or what we used uh, the Via Africa. So that's the this um, 
the Uber of Zimbabwe. Uber, Uber-like thing. <laughs> I was working really great mm-hmm. and I never felt unsafe in Harare. There was one situation when we were in Embarre where we were definitely not welcome at that moment mm-hmm. because people were feeling you, you show us around uh, or you, you show them now here how we live and we don't like that. There was one situation, but it was not um, it was not that I felt unsafe. It, I felt not welcome. This is something different. We were not threatened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. not welcome, but not unsafe to right. be precise. Mm-hmm. And also my travels, I, I talked already talked about that, that we in the weekend, we did some travels. I also traveled once alone with this driver, but uh, uh, also the, the, the activities we did together with in the group and also the time when I traveled around with my wife alone after our uh, so- social sabbatical, after the four weeks, I never felt unsafe. Right. I Regarding safety, I had no no problems. Mm-hmm. What you hear a lot with people who come to Zimbabwe is exactly what you're saying about um, they, they did not feel in, unsafe and they, they felt mm-hmm. quite, quite safe while they were in Zimbabwe. But it is always a concern for either family that is still back home or uh, before people travel. Did you mm-hmm. find that was the same thing for you? Uh, not for me personally. It was when I talked to people here, I said, I will, I will go to Zimbabwe. Are really going there? Uh, yes, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I personally had no, no, um, uh, I was, I was curious and I was uh, looking forward to, but I, I was not anxious. But I know it's it's also kind of personal thing. So I know people might think different or feel different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, uh, as I said, I I never felt unsafe. Um, people were very very friendly and helpful. I had a very only only good experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Wow. And and I'm, I'm as a Zimbabwean, I'm always happy to hear that, <laughs> <laughs> because of course Zimbabwe has a negative image um, mm-hmm. outside of Zimbabwe. Uh, so yep. having people who've traveled there speak um, in 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 positive terms, I think is always a, is always a, is always a good thing. And I, I did say I did say that I would bring you back to to Victoria Falls. Um, yeah. W- what are some of your highlights? And I know you traveled there with your wife. Um, and what were the the highlights at the seventh wonder of the of the world? Well, if you if you ask about highlights in Zimbabwe, I would not put the Victoria no, no, Falls so on not top. The, not 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 Zimbabwe, <laughs> not Zimbabwe, but just off the Victoria Falls itself. Victoria Falls itself. It's yeah. Well, it, it's uh, if you. If you look at the, the the nature and how the this it's uh, it's amazing, it's huge, it's yeah, it's it's uh, uh, how do you call it? It's uh, it's an experience to see the falls. Unfortunately, we've been there at the end of the dry season, so you see 
how huge it can be, but you see the water only in different in small spots. Right. There's still a lot of water, but you see uh, most of it is dry. But you see, you know, and you see the pictures where all of it is uh, coming over it. So um, if, if you also talk about seasons, visiting Victoria Falls would be, I think at the end of the rain season would be more impressive or inside the rain season. Right, that would be the high water but, season. <laughs> Yeah, the high water. So, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I they're still very impressive. Um, the village itself is really nice, nice village. I think this is uh, very much. Um, you see that a lot of international tourists come there. So they, they, they the the hotels and the infrastructure there, they are um, they are ready for international standards. Mm -hmm. So. And and from a touristic point of view, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think both. Okay. It's <laughs> it's uh, if you well if you if you look at uh, these very remarkable spots like Victoria Falls. Maybe I just compared, I, I once had uh, the opportunity also to visit the Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. And I think this is comparable. You, you have a village which, which is ready for a lot of tourists offering them additional things to do, except for looking at the falls, only the falls. Um, it's, it's clear, it's a very astonishing view and it's really worth seeing, um, but it's not, uh, how do you say it? It's not the experience, uh, it's not pure nature. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's good for a lot of tourists and they are ready for many tourists. They have all the, the, the possibilities to, to host many tourists, but it's not uh, the pure nature um, experience. If you want to have that, you should go to elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mavura Donna Mountains is very good. You're completely alone walking through the, the forest there and uh, watching, looking for, for animals and uh, enjoying the scenery. That, that's something else. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I do see what you mean by that because there are some areas that are staged for tourists um, mm -hmm. so that you know. <laughs> and I said it's positive and negative because mm -hmm. a positive, if, if you have many tourists traveling around and it looks like uh, if you put COVID aside, the number of tourists worldwide, the, they're rising because more and more people can afford traveling and they do travel. And so it's good to have spots where you, where many people can come without yeah without destroying too much nature True. so if you have a spot where you can accommodate a lot of tourists it's perfect mm -hmm. so that's okay it's it's not the experience it might have been 50 years ago that's clear but yeah. uh, it's okay yeah that's what i mean it's positive and negative at the same time yeah Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely.
And in terms of just your highlights for the trip as a as as a whole, your 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 four weeks. Um, if you were to summarize your four weeks, how would you how would you put it in words? The the longest lasting and the best thing I have is I found the new friends, new friends in Zimbabwe and within my team. Uh, so relationship with people, the still the relationship we we have with the impact hub, the um, the small things we can do to improve the situation. Um, that's that's the the longer lasting thing. As, yeah, it's the country is definitely worth a visit if you look at it only as a tourist but this is the thing i i consider the most valuable absolutely and it was a pleasure to meet you as well while you were in um, in, in zimbabwe along with your with your, with your team and quite yes. happy that you were able to stay for for longer which is the sustainable way to do it and it was meaningful travel because you got to work and interact with the locals over a prolonged mm -hmm. period, which gives you a good sense of what the country is about, and you're able to to take that that back with you to to mm -hmm. Germany and to the US as Juliana did, and to Italy as uh, Katrina did, mm -hmm. as well as everyone else who was part of the 12th member team from SAP, and it was yes. it, it was and continues to be uh, a good relationship building exercise, which I I'm very. Um, hopeful that many more companies around the world um, take it up and, and offer that to their talent, not just to Zimbabwe. Also for other projects, I'm, I'm sure there will be many projects where uh, additional help is appreciated. Absolutely, uh, definitely. And there's somebody who's working within sort of the, the volunteering space uh, where people bring their skills from abroad to, to Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. I think as you rightly said, it has an impact on the volunteer uh, themselves. What I already had the feeling when we were there, it was not like uh, we were doing something for the Impact Hub, which they couldn't do. It was uh, the team, the, the 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 staff, which is working there, they could also do all the things we did for them by themselves. They are really talented, very, um, very good working people, but it's just a, a matter of time for them. So what we had to offer for them, it was four weeks of our time supporting them, but um, it was not like uh, we were doing some magic. It was, yeah, they were great. It's a great team and they would all, all of them would have, or they as a team would also have been able to do everything we did for them, but they just hadn't the time. So this was our support for them. And I have to stress that it was not like uh, we were flying in, uh, doing some magic and then flying away again. It it was not, ma not magic. It was, it was, it was a really great experience. We could help. We could really do something meaningful, but it was not like uh, they wouldn't have been, or put it positively, they would definitely been able to do that by themselves if they had the time. <laughs> Absolutely, and so having very, spoken very, to them as well, yeah. uh, they they do attest to the fact that 
it did help having a an extra pair of hands um, mm -hmm. and in their case four extra pairs of of, of hands to 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 assist and similarly with the other organizations that your other colleagues mm -hmm. worked with um they also appreciate that there is an extra pair of hands an extra yes. pair of eyes, uh, an extra brain uh, to uh, just help do the things that either they hadn't gotten around to doing, or in some instances, some one or two mm -hmm. things that they would have not thought of. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to stress this at the end because mm -hmm. um, this is also a bit of the, the picture people have mm -hmm. in the Western world about Africa that. You, that, that that there might not be the knowledge and the, the people being able to do something. That's not true. This is not the case. You have the people and the knowledge, and you have the 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 the, the, the yeah. As I said, the entrepreneurial spirit and and also all the abilities. And this is not not a point that we that we need to support there. It's uh, yeah an extra extra pair of hands as you said and this is i wanted to stress that because this is also some yeah picture which is wrong many mm -hmm. times people have from africa of course that's the savior mentality that we we have been working to eradicate yes yeah and that's why i wanted to to uh, mention that at the end uh, to to make that ex uh, clear no, and it's much appreciated, Ralph. We always as well stress that, you know, you, you come to Zimbabwe or any other place really um, in order to make an impact on the locals and local organizations, but often you end up making an even bigger impact on your own life. And you learn quite a lot uh, more than you anticipated, uh, which, mm -hmm. is, uh, which is, I think, a good thing about globalization, meaning the exchange of ideas, exchange mm -hmm. of, um, of, 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 of skills, and everyone benefits from it. And it's not one just benefiting more than the other, which I mm -hmm. think if everybody acted like that and expected mm -hmm. that, our world would be a lot more tolerant and we, it would be a, a, a lot um, a, a better place to, to live in, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as you as you say, globalization is also putting fear into many people, and this is the fear, let's say, right wing parties all over the world feed on. Right, right. So and it's good it's, that there are people like you who are traveling and going back, and uh, perhaps also then uh, leveraging the knowledge and the experience that you would have had mm -hmm. on on the people that you encounter, um, both. I try to do travel. that, yes. Yeah, and that is that is what we can well, what we can ask for and aspire to. And having having said that, I I want to thank you, Ralph, for taking this time to come onto the hive and share your experiences on the SAP social sabbatical as well as your travel in Zimbabwe, but most importantly on your interactions with Impact Hub and the micro workspace program which i know you're still working on and hats off to you and your colleagues for using your time to come in and be open-minded enough to also uh, learn from that experience 
it was definitely a learning experience for me. And thank you for the possibility to talk about that with you. You've been listening to The Hive from THS of Sustainable Travel. I hope this episode has inspired you to seek or to continue to explore travel with purpose. Join our community on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And please do subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time we have a new episode. Tatenda, thank you.